This country started a war. The enemy, illegal drugs. And the war is still going on. For ourselves and for future generations, a new world order. The Zika virus, now more than 30 cases detected here in the U.S. Flint, Michigan, and how its drinking water ended up contaminated with toxic amounts of lead. Everything's a lie. It's all a big lie. What's up, guys, and welcome to 1980 Now, a podcast for truth seekers and free thinkers. If you listened to episode one, welcome back. This is your first time checking this podcast out. Thank you so much for joining me. This episode is going to be very special because it will be my first interview episode and hopefully the first of many more to come. Today I have with me a man who not only fronts an incredible hardcore band called Threat to Society, but is also a pillar of truth in his community. I wanted to have a conversation with Chris Russo because I think he has such a unique perspective on our reality. And it was the perfect way to combine two of my favorite things to talk about, conspiracies and hardcore. So without further ado, Chris, how are you, man? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm doing well, just uh, trying to enjoy this Texas heat. Um, so I guess for the listeners who don't know you, um, give me really briefly, tell me a little bit about yourself, your band, and then you, what was your red pill moment? What was the uh, instance or the moment that you kind of woke up and realized that so much of our reality is a deception and that we're being lied to on a massive level? Well. I've been going to shows since I'm like 14. I'm 33 now, so I've been going to shows for a long time. I got into hardcore from a couple of buddies in high school who used to take me to uh, Chrome and Birch Hill. They're like, uh, they were the staple venues in Jersey before like pretty much every venue started getting shut down or just venues didn't want to book hardcore shows out here. Then I was, I was always in bands. I was in like joke bands like baseball baseball themed bands i was in like uh like some other stupid shit and then i started getting into more serious bands and then they never worked out and then uh i was in a band with mike who's our guitar player and we ended up breaking up and then i still wanted to play music so i uh it's pretty funny i put up ad on craigslist and a drummer and a guitar player were having a, a, a practice at a studio in Brooklyn. So I went out there and pretty much everyone sucked except the drummer. So I told him to, if, if he wants to come to Jersey and play, since I'm in Jersey, he could come to Jersey and we could start a band. And we, I hit up Mike from the other band and then wrote War for Profit first uh, practice we had. And then just pretty much, uh, had some member changes. We added Mark, who's the second guitar player, and now we're a five piece. So, uh, so what was your your red pill moment? What woke you up to the the deception that we live in? Uh, that's that, that's a tough question. Um, I don't know. I can't tell you the exact day or year. I just sure. I think probably. 9-11 stuff and then seeing i know people are gonna think this is corny but seeing chemtrails and shit in the sky i because yeah. i always liked the sky when i was a kid and i started seeing trails in the sky and they just kept going and then i was like 
this is fucking weird. So I started looking up shit. And uh, of course, there's a lot of conspiracy shit tied to it. But now, years after that stuff's been called conspiracy and you get looked at like you're crazy for talking about it. Harvard's doing geoengineering programs. Uh, Bill Gates is involved with geoengineering programs. And geoengineering is what chemtrails is. Chemtrails is just like some tinfoil hat buzzword conspiracy for geoengineering. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't think the chemtrail thing is corny at all, man. I definitely believe that there is something to those, you know, those streaks of, of white in the, in the sky. I think there's mm. something to it. And I've heard a lot of different theories. I don't know exactly what's going on. I mean, some people say that they are poisoning us by dropping um, small particles of aluminum and different kinds of metals. And Yeah. I mean, if you, based on your picture, you have long hair. If you, yeah. when I, I used to have long hair, uh, but I, I got a crazy cancer in 2018. So I can't really grow much hair that I have that besides for what I have right now. And uh, I used to smell my hair. You could smell aluminum on my hair. As crazy as that sounds. No you, way. I mean, yeah, I could literally smell like you'd smell. You could, there's like a smell. I have a really good sense for smell and I would smell like, an aluminum, like a weird smelling smell when I'd be outside for a long time. Right. Well, that, you know, that might be one of the benefits to living in, in such a big and open state like Texas. Um, it's probably a lot harder to, if, if that's what is going on, it's probably a lot harder to spray us or, or as like in New Jersey and in New York City and places like that where people are so much more condensed and congregated. Um, yeah. I bet I, you could well, smell aluminum on people, you know, or whatever, whatever I mean, they're spraying. I think it's for multiple things. It's not just one. It's not just one thing. Like everything, the elites, the fucking globalists, whatever you want to call these evil fucks that control everyone's life. Yeah. Whatever they're doing, whatever they always do, it's complex. It's not black and white. They're always doing it for a reason and multiple reasons. It's not just, oh, we're trying to destroy crops we're trying to control the weather it's all it's all right. of that in one absolutely man well i i really admire your passion and your zeal um but before we get into some of that some of the deeper uh conspiracy stuff i did want to talk a little bit about um hardcore and and the hardcore community but how tr the truth movement and how truth culture uh, pertains to hardcore and what i mean by that is well so first of all i didn't want to start a hardcore podcast like this isn't a musician podcast like i didn't start this podcast to interview musicians or you know or anything like that um, right but i did want to simultaneously create a space for people that are in the hardcore scene that might be like-minded you know like with like like-minded to people like me or you but that feel alienated or lonely or kind of bullied into silence by some of the radical leftist politics of the hardcore scene and you know i'm not necessarily saying that the radical leftist politics of hardcore and punk are are bad i'm not saying that i'm just saying that they can be people in the hardcore scene can be a little bit hostile towards yeah truth movement and Personally, I think that it has a little bit to do with people like Alex Jones. So I believe Alex Jones is a shill, and I believe that um, 
he's he kind of he was put into place in order to make conspiracy theorists look crazy and you know and psycho and i think he does a really yeah, I, think he's an I, I could i could buy that so um anyway what i think I was, he's fucking hilarious whatever he is <laughs> he is he's a he's a the funny shitty, guy the, if you if you watch his shit he's fucking funny as fuck but well, yeah I, yeah I, he's I a performer for get sure down with him being legit yeah and i i think i think that's the difference between like truth culture like which is what i'm trying to do with this podcast and and conspiracy entertainment and i think that's what alex jones is it's conspiracy entertainment it's its own kind of uh category in itself but anyway the point that i was trying to make is that um why do you think that the hardcore scene is so hostile towards um not just conspiracy and truth culture but just different views and beliefs and philosophies in general like what what's going on here I think they want to know about the truth, but they're, they've been told by whatever, wherever they're getting their news from on TV or websites or wherever they get their news from is like controlled opposition. It's just garbage that it's like script reading. That's what the news is. It's script reading. They're reading off a teleprompter. Who's giving them the information? It's just, and then they're giving the information to you. So it's just like, absolutely. You're not getting, real information you're getting information handed down from someone who you don't even know who it is anderson cooper is getting his information from some high executive that's putting it on a tv screen that he's reading in front of tucker carlson all of them all those left right what all of them are just reading bullshit well and i'm sure i'm sure you've seen the sinclair broadcasting group uh there was a video that went kind of viral and it was basically a mashup of like a hundred different news reporters reading off the same exact script. I don't know. Oh if yeah. That yeah. Rings a bell. Yeah. I saw that. Well, I guess what I'm getting at, man, is that it seems like a lot of kids, the, the hard, the reason I wanted to talk about hardcore is because it's kind of a microcosm for uh, the American radical left. And again, I'm not saying that it's, it's bad to be radically left. I'm just saying that, the hardcore scene is kind of a microcosm for those beliefs and ideas. And uh, it definitely seems like it's taken a turn for that the last couple of years. I don't, I don't think it's, it was always like that. It was always like you go to a hardcore show because you're against the norm and then you choosing to, to live like in this PC culture shit is not against the norm. It's like, following the herd okay there you go that is exactly what i was trying to get towards is that um diversity of thought is not a virtue in the hardcore scene it's not a virtue in the american radical left it's uh, there is a very um comfortable and accepted system of beliefs and values and philosophies and just it just sometimes seems like anything that goes against those accepted beliefs and values um mm-hmm. is hate speech or um you know it, it's bigotry do you understand what i'm trying to get at it's yeah it's a lot of monkey see monkey do shit like you they just it's pe it's people that want to grandstand to make themselves look better amongst their peers yeah when they probably don't even think like that they're just doing it so they don't have any lashback or people get pissed off at them or they're bored so they want to get likes from whoever they're friends with or whatever you know what i'm saying absolutely 
Yeah, well, it's 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 very in vogue. It's very fashionable to have a lot of these ideas and these beliefs. Where so like a lot of kids, a lot of adults too, they see it as a tragedy if like a young person explores a Republican ideals or conservative ideals and then becomes like a conservative or Republican. But I see it as a tragedy, and I'm sure you do too, if a young person doesn't get the opportunity to explore those other kinds of, you know beliefs and philosophies i think republicans democrats far left all right whatever you want it's all bullshit like if you it's like you liking the dallas cowboys and me liking the jets who who gives a fuck you know like at the end of the day they're both playing football all the players are getting millions of dollars they don't give a fuck about you or me and that's basically what republicans and democrats is for for people to to just be like oh uh, I'm a uh, I have this leaning or that leaning it's there should be no leaning it should be whatever the truth is is what you should go with in Absolutely. my opinion yeah I have to agree with you 100 percent like I was telling you before we started this podcast um I don't identify as a Republican or a Democrat I don't identify as liberal or conservative um, but I I do see this trend towards it's only acceptable to think this certain way whenever I, I wish that diversity of thought was more of a virtue. And I don't, I don't mean to rag on the hardcore scene. I mean, those are my people, you know, I, I, I don't mean to talk bad about the hardcore scene because I love the community. I love the culture. Um, but you know, when you love something, you, you critique it if, if something about it discourages you. So. Um, yeah, I, I definitely feel that way too, but it's just, it's just closed mindedness if you're gonna only think that way for like i don't know like if you go on twitter and you see what people who go to shows say on there your fucking head would spin like (laughs) that's why it makes me want to it makes me i'm only on it for the band but it literally like makes me want to not even go on that shit because of the dumbass shit that people say well you know man uh facebook isn't far behind the the kind of chaos that twitter is oh yeah i um, tried to delete that too but you need a, yeah. a personal you need a personal account to run a band account yeah so i actually i i deactivated my facebook account and i created like a uh, fake profile and i used my band account to add my it's not a fake profile it's just a, a dead pro, an empty profile and mm-hmm. so that's how i'm able to do it without having an actual facebook account it's kind of cool. Oh, that's actually a good idea. I mean, I, I did it on Mother's Day. I deactivated my Facebook account on Mother's Day this year because I was just like, I can't do this anymore, man. It's so much negativity. So um, yeah, just it's it's fruitless arguing and debating constantly, and we live in such a incredibly polarized, you know, politically polarized time. And uh, it's like a psyop too. If you if you whatever's going on, you're gonna see thirty posts about it. It's like, what the fuck are these people? It's like. What am I looking at? It's it's like a bunch of people just being like, oh yeah, this is going, this is going on, this is going. It's like what the fuck? Like yeah, everyone knows what's going on. Why why are this thirty people posting the same shit? Absolutely, man. Well, speaking of that, so we can kind of segue into talking about COVID nineteen a little bit because obviously that is the topic of the day, and you know we have to we have to hit on it. Um, mm-hmm. But whenever I did have my Facebook account. You know, I already had knowledge of some of the um, 
tactics that the elite use in order to kind of inject um, a narrative into the mainstream consciousness. And one of the ways that they do that is by creating like fake uh, Facebook profiles and using them basically as propaganda. So I had knowledge of that. Well, I found there was this, uh, it was a Facebook profile claiming to be a, a nurse, like in New York City, and she had mm-hmm. written this novel, like this novel of a Facebook post talking about how horrible the virus was and that everyone needs to social distance and, you know, you're going to kill your grandma if you don't wear a mask. I mean, it was beautifully written. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to check. I, I just, someone had shared the post and I was like, I'm going to check this out. I'm just going to see where this lady's coming from. And so I click on her profile. She has one profile picture, one, um, and she's in scrubs. And then she has one cover photo and like three Facebook posts and her, her, uh, profile had just been created. Mm-hmm. And that just seems so sketchy to me because like people underestimate the, the links that the elite will go to in order to create a narrative and to influence the minds of the people. What do you think about that? What do you, what do you think about all this COVID-19 it's, stuff? It's order, it's order out of chaos. They want order out of chaos so they can control people more, which they are because you can't go into a supermarket now without a mask. Absolutely. I'm, I'm not saying it's not real. I'm saying it's probably just a bad flu or it's around the same thing as a flu. So when someone has a flu, they fucking stay home and they don't get other people sick. That's what you should do. If you have the symptoms, not everyone in the country has to not be able to do anything and wear masks and shit because they're like hyping this up as mad as that's probably going to make people listening to this, but that's just the way I feel about it. Well, it, it's such a, a confusing and convoluted topic. And, and one of the reasons that it makes people so mad is because there are people out there who have known people that, I mean, I know people that know people that have died from something, but their death was attributed to COVID-19. Yeah, my, um, my cousin's grandfather, he, he passed away. But he was like 90 and he had other problems, but they said he died from COVID, which is kind of fugazi, if you ask me. So I have a friend um, who had some family friends in New Mexico and uh, their grandfather died of a heart attack. Well, they get the death certificate back from the hospital and it says cause of death, COVID-19. And so they called the hospital <laughs> and they were like, what the heck is going on? Why, why does it say that he died from COVID-19? He died of a heart attack. And what they told them, what they told them was that they had top-down orders to call every death a COVID nineteen death. Yeah, I've I've actually read something about that. How they get, I think they get thirty thousand dollars per person who has it or dies from it, or that oh, the yes. numbers could be wrong. I don't know, but there I, is I've, a I've huge heard. financial advantage to uh, diagnosing people or, or attributing the cause of death to COVID nineteen. Uh, my wife has a friend who knows someone that stood in line for a COVID-19 test and uh, it just got too hot outside and they had been waiting in line all day. So they decided uh, we're just going to go home. We'll come back another time. Well, they had already checked in, right? Mm-hmm. Well, a few hours later, they get a text saying you have tested positive for COVID-19 and you need to um, 
you need to self, you need to quarantine, you know? And so it's like people are so quick to react emotionally without actually doing any kind of research and without doing any kind of deeper digging. Yeah. I mean, they want to, well, it's, it's also a lot of people just being scared, but I've, I've, like I said before, I've had cancer and I do my research on everything. So you can imagine how much research I did for that. And I would go to doctors and cause I went for multiple opinions and I would go into the doctor with thumbing through a notebook of pages of notes that I took down to ask questions that of shit I found out. And they look at me like I was crazy because I can guarantee you 90% or more of people who have cancer, they're just going to go in and say, all right, doc, tell what do I got to do? How much chemo do I have to get? How much radiation do I have to get? And they just don't, they just listen to the doctor, like the, the doctor's God. So absolutely. Yeah. They, people a lot of times forget that doctors are just regular people that get paid yeah. a lot of money. I mean, they're, uh, you know, they've, they've gone through a lot of schooling and I'm not, I'm not trying to, um, you know, demean or deny that doctors are extremely smart. I mean, you have to be, you have to be yeah extremely intelligent to become a doctor, but, um, they are humans, they are fallible and they don't know everything, you know, yep. a lot of people will say, you're not a doctor. And it's like, well, by that same logic, what you're saying isn't necessarily true either. You know, if you're, mm. you're, you're just interpreting data. Yeah. So um, if they're, if you, it's just such a slippery slope, man. Yeah. I, they'll, they'll tell you, you can't Google things. If you're don't Google things or whatever, but then you Google things and you talk to the doctor about the things you Google and they say, wow, you've done your research. So yeah. there you why? go. So as far as some of the, you know, where I guess we're, we're now crossing into that, um, you know, that really inflammatory area. But why do you think that they have inflated the death count? What do you think is going on with that? I think they're inflating it to drag it out longer because if they tell you people aren't dying anymore, then people aren't going to keep wearing masks. They're not going to keep living in fear. They want people who live in fear. They want to control people. So if they stop telling people that people are dying from this, people are going to start to be like, what the fuck am I wearing a mask for? What, why, why is all this shit still closed down? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, and this is what's crazy is that, I mean, even the FDA and OSHA have come out and they've said wearing a mask will not protect you. They said that about, I think the first or second week that it happened that masks won't do anything and then they totally did a 180 and came back and said yeah you have to wear masks everywhere you go now and even outside they in jersey they want you to wear them outside if you conjugate with more than like five or ten people you need to wear a mask yeah yeah it's it's incredible man i mean i'm not gonna lie i see it as a muzzle i, I see it as a as something spiritual um, I see it as a way to remove human emotion uh, from yeah, us. Yeah, you can't even see if someone's smiling or laughing yeah. or whatever it's they're the, doing. You just see a little small proportion of their eyes, and that's about yeah. it. Exactly. It's, it's the perfect way to set up this Orwellian, emotionless, um, 
you know, just sad society it, it, it to make pe to turn to further turn people into sheep and remove that human contact. I mean, the six feet away social distancing kind of, you know, mask wearing, I think that whole thing is, it's a psyop. Like you said, it's a, it's a way yeah. to move us towards that, that new world order kind of everyone is unified against this um, invisible threat, you know, kind of like Ronald Reagan and George Bush senior talked about this alien threat. And I wonder if that's what they were talking about. I want, I'm wondering if this is what's supposed to unite us all under the new world order. Yeah. I mean, whatever they're, whatever they're trying to do is, they're playing chess and everyone else is playing checkers. So you're never going to know what they're doing or wh what, what's going on. It's just, they're always inching towards controlling everyone. And this is the best way to control people by telling them they can't go into a store without a mask. Yeah. Well, and it's, I mean, there's so many uh there's so many little facets to this whole thing there's so many little details like there's this um this whole move towards shutting down bars and music venues because mm -hmm. apparently the virus can spread in those places but not at Costco or Walmart right and i think people they they don't consider like like what you do whenever you and and look i don't drink right but I understand that bars are places that humans go to meet other humans and to fellowship and to communicate and to talk. And uh, not, not only that, but shutting down places like bars and music venues, um, the owners, the people that own those kinds of places are typically like blue collar, hardworking people. And so if you want to mm -hmm. cripple a society, if you want to cripple a, an economy in a country, that's what you do. You strip away those those blue collar people that make up the heartbeat you know of this country yeah and most of those places and small businesses are make just making ends meet so for them to be closed down for what is it like four or five months well, i think it's fourth month now yeah uh <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna fuck up your revenue stream and i mean i'm sure a lot of these places got those those ppp loans that's only going to go so far. We got yeah. those stimulus checks. $1,200 sounds like a lot, but that shit's gone in a, in <laughs> a fucking yeah. week. Absolutely. Yeah. I well, mean, Texas might be a little cheap. Uh, I mean, I'm sure Texas is cheaper than to live in than New Jersey, but yeah, $1,200 won't even cover my rent. Sure. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, and it people in like Pennsylvania, $1,200. Yeah. Fucking, they could probably pay two months to their rent with that, but. Jersey, $1,200, that shit was gone in fucking a week. Right. Well, and, and you have a lot of these people out here that are saying, you know, if you care more about the economy than you do human lives, you know, you're the devil. But it's like, I don't think people understand that the economy is human lives. If you don't have an economy, people die. If people don't have jobs, if people can't provide for their families, people die. You know, and everyone just like that just goes in one one ear and out the other. People they just people don't even consider that. Yeah, I mean, I get I get in the brunt of it, people not wanting to go go back and shit. And I'm sure a lot of people still don't. But it's either that or what's going to be left? Applebee's and fucking Walmart, Target. 
and yeah. the chains and that's about it you're not going to be able to go get a pizza from fucking Vinny's pizza shop because pizza hut's going to be the only one that's open or Domino's or whatever because all yeah. the chains are going to be the only things that are left exactly well i want to go back a little bit uh kind of kind of rewind a little bit to the uh the inflated death count thing and i, I wanted to ask you if you had heard about the president of tanzania did you hear about him uh the the tanzanian uh, government they they didn't buy this whole covid 19 thing so they took some of the test kits and they tested like a goat and a papa and some other fruit and they sent these tests in to be mm-hmm. uh to be examined at, and they labeled them with human names well they get the test back and the test came back as positive and so there's been nurses that have even come out and said look these covid-19 tests are not accurate and so uh i, I didn't th- hear about that oh yeah so it's super interesting and i got to thinking like like i told you for example my friend who who his family friends had a grandpa die and it, and his death was attributed to covid-19 so it mm-hmm. makes me wonder if, because you know, you talked about how the inflated death count is to drag this thing out and to make people live in fear. But I think also something that people are missing is that it's also a way to make everyone become emotionally invested in the mm-hmm. lie. You know what I'm saying? Because if you don't, if you don't do, dig any deeper, and you just you find out that your grandparents died from COVID nineteen they actually your grand like let's say your grandma actually died from a heart attack but you the hospital tells you that she died from COVID-19 well now you have an emotional attachment to this virus and now you're going to defend some of the draconian laws and measures that are being put in place I mean they're gonna they since you said they came out and they're getting money for it that's the reason why they're doing it because for the money yeah you know? Yeah. Well, there's that financial incentive. Um, but also I wanted to ask you, so I've heard a lot of stuff about how draconian, uh, New Jersey is getting, you know, with, uh, your governor and stuff like, what's it, what's it like to live in New Jersey right now during the era of COVID-19? Well, people suck at driving. I think they forgot <laughs> how to drive. Uh, not that they were any good before, before this shit started. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I just, I got dinner with my buddy and we were sitting outside and no one had masks on. So oh, cool. they don't, they don't make you wear masks outside when you're eating, but right. you're still kind of close to people any way you put it, you know, you're, there's tables outside. So you're near people. You're not secluded that much. You just can't go inside. You can go to, you go inside to take a leak. But the, you have to wear a mask to go in. And then yeah. all the stores, you have to wear a mask to go in. Uh, Jersey has a tons of, be- tons of beaches. So there's just always traffic around here because now there's literally nothing to do besides go to the beach. So that's basically what everyone's doing. I played golf. I played golf today. The, the course was packed. No one was wearing masks. Okay, well, that's encouraging. That's yeah. that's good to hear. Right on. In in Texas, um, you know, our our governor, his name's Governor Abbott, and he did issue quote unquote a mandate. Um, you know that everyone has to now wear a mask in public, whether it's at the grocery store or whatever. However, 
I did a little bit of digging and I found out that a governor can't actually make a law. So, I mean, this whole thing is actually just a suggestion. So I've been, I tried to go to Walmart the other day and they wouldn't let me in unless I put on a mask. So I decided I'm not going to support Walmart anymore. <laughs> well, I called, we have a, yeah, a, I tried, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're fine. I was just saying I called a couple of other stores and ahead of time and I asked them, I said, if I try to walk into your store without a mask on, is are your employees going to harass me? And they said, no, we legally can't force you to wear a mask. So those are stores that I'm going to support. They said that they can, they do, uh, you know, reserve the right to refuse service, but they said that mm -hmm. right now they're not refusing service to anybody. So I have found a loophole in Texas. I don't know what it's like in New Jersey. As far as what? Oh, I mean, just as far as like finding those loopholes and wearing masks and going to the grocery store. Uh, like yeah, you can't you can't go into any any store here. There's no loopholes. Like you you got to wear the mask or they won't let you in. They even have signs that have like the face mask and say you need a face mask. Come in here. You can't come in. Sure. Man, that is so crazy. I mean, I'm sure that's how it is in some of the bigger cities, like in Dallas and Austin and Houston, San Antonio. Like, I'm, I'm what sure part of Texas are you in? So I I live in uh, Abilene, which is West Texas. Uh, I've never even heard of that. It, man, it's the wild west out here. A lot of people are, you know, more definitely more right or libertarian leaning. So, uh, you know, I, I think our our local government kind of knows it's going to be really hard to force people here <laughs> to wear a mask. Yeah. You guys have a uh, open carry there too, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. We're a bunch yeah, of cowboys so, out here. Yeah. So they're not going to fuck with you guys too much over there. So to, to get a little bit political, does it seem to you like at least for a large majority of the pro mask people that the mask is just like a new Avenue to virtue signal? Those people are fucking losers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I like I hate people that say they're like oh just shut up and wear your mask it's like you're basically just telling people to shut up and take orders like and, and comply why? right yeah oh shut up and wear your mask so we can get back to normal it's like there what the fuck is going to be normal after this what do you mean get back to normal yeah yeah well it just seems to me like a lot of the people that previously would have pointed that finger of condemnation and, and called you uh, a racist or a sexist or a homophobe or whatever, those same people are the ones now that are saying, if you don't wear a mask, you are yeah. risking people's lives. And it's just like, it just makes me think that maybe this is just like a new way for people to get up on a moral pedestal. And the mask is like a, a symbol of that to them. You know, it's like, yeah. look how I care about other human lives. Look at me. Yeah, it's 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 grandstanding. Like everyone's got to get on their big box and act like there's some fucking fairy of truth, you know, or some fucking like superhero. Oh yeah, like yeah. <laughs> it's it, that's basically what everyone tries to do. They like to one up each other with like nonsense. Right. So, uh, I guess We'll go ahead and kind of transition into a different topic that I wanted to talk to you about. And I definitely wanted to talk to you about this topic because, one, Ghislaine Maxwell was recently arrested, um, which is incredible. I never thought that would happen. But, two, you know, you guys have 
posted about it a lot under, I mean, I guess you have posted about it on the yeah. society Instagram and I know it's a hot topic for you guys. So, um, I just wanted to kind of see what your thoughts were about her getting arrested and, you know, the whole Epstein thing in general. Again, it's, it, it's like a, a psyop. It's, it's the script of what they want to put out. Now they could have arrested her a year ago when she bought that house that she got arrested in with cash. Yeah. If you or me bought a, a mansion for millions of dollars in cash, we'd be talking to some kind of authority within a week or so. You can't, you can't even take out $10,000 out of your bank account, but this lady bought a house with millions of dollars in cash. So something's up. Yeah, well, when I Googled her, uh, if you Google her name, what Google tells you is that she's a British socialite. You know, it's like, what oh, yeah, is I a socialite? They, you know, it's just like... They call her a socialite like she's supposed to be some kind of like special person who's important. Yeah. <laughs> nobody even really knows how she made her money. I mean, same with Jeffrey Epstein. Like where nobody really knows. Well, I guess we know now that his, a lot of his money must have come from sex trafficking. But where did he get that initial capital, you know, to start the whole thing? Like nobody – like there's so much mystery that still surrounds it. Who, Epstein or, or Maxwell? Well, both of them really. I mean, unless unless you uh, know. well, she she got most of her money from her dad because her dad was super rich, so that's how she had a bunch of money. Epstein okay. had his money basically. He was either a Mossad agent getting money from the Mossad, or wow, I have not heard that. Or he he was blackmailing people to get their money, taking them to the island. You do you he he take people to the island that are important people, and then blackmail them. He, he I, I I that that's my theory. I think he would take rich and powerful people to his island. He'd have someone put something in their drink, and then they'd wake up next to a, an underage kid, and then they'd get a picture right. taken, and then that person's own now. Because exactly. if you have a picture laying in a bed with an underage kid and it gets put out, your your life's finished, you know? Absolutely. Well, and you know, he learned that from the elite. I mean, that is a tact that is an MK Ultra tactic of the elite, and it has been for a very long time, you know, to blackmail someone. And uh the reason I'm saying that is because this whole this whole Epstein thing is so incredible in the way that people just became conspiracy theorists overnight, you know, and the the way that this whole Epstein thing entered into the pop culture just so it spread so quickly. And people who a day before they saw it on social media would have called you a crazy conspiracy theorist if you said, Yeah, there are elite people sex trafficking underage kids, you know? Like if you talked about Oh Lisa yeah, Gates, if you said that if you said this shit before Netflix had a six-part documentary about it, right. people would call you fucking idiot. But now, normie people that I know hit me up and they ask me if I've seen the Epstein shit on Netflix. And I'm like, yeah, I've seen it, but I knew this shit was going on for years and I just didn't talk about it because I didn't want to look like a fucking crazy person talking about politicians and celebrities engaging in pedophilia you know 
Right. Well, and on, on the threat to society Instagram, I'm pretty sure you guys posted about Epstein before it was cool, you know, or at yeah, least it was in your I mean, consciousness. I, I don't post shit to be cool or anything. I didn't start this band. To be oh, cool. yeah, I just sure. post shit. That's to, to that's, I think's the truth. I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to post shit that's garbage or, or that could be fake. And if I do, I'll delete it. If I find out that it's garbage or if it was misinformation, you know, like right. the shit I post people, people think that we're like an all right band. So I always have to clarify that we have no political affiliation. Me bashing the left doesn't make me all right. Me bashing the right doesn't mean I'm a, far left progressive that's right what yeah seem to get see i guess that's the point i was trying to get at at the beginning of this podcast is that like sometimes just taking that that path of calling out injustice um can get you branded as something that you're not you know and yeah. so a lot of times like talking about certain things like the or you, like you say, like criticizing the left, it can get you branded as alt-right by people that like don't even know you and like who are they to assume intent, you know? Um, but anyway, to, to get back to the Epstein thing, um, what I was trying to get at was that it's like because it was such a, a pop culture event, you know, the way Epstein's quote-unquote death blew up, um, most people didn't do any further research and they looked at it as an isolated event. Like it was like, he was just an isolated elite person without doing any further research and without going down that rabbit hole of understanding that that happens across the board, you know, elite. Uh, so many of the elite are pedophiles or they use pedophilia to blackmail other people. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Isaac Cappy. Yes. I, I, I do know about him. Yeah, he uh, he he said he was in um, Seth Green's house, and Seth Green like showed him a, a a revolving bookshelf or some door, and he said this is where the the children go or some weird shit, and that's right. what led Cappy to start exposing elites and pedophilia, and then he got suicided. <laughs> Dude, it's so crazy, man. And I think I actually saw some footage that Isaac Cappy got. It might have been someone else, but I'm pretty sure I saw some footage that Isaac Cappy got of like this. It was like a bathhouse and there was a bunch of little girls in it. I mean, and they were clothed, but there was a bunch of running water and they were they were wearing like these weird, like kind of Greek or Roman looking. I think, yeah, I think I heard about this. I don't know if it was Cappy. It might have been, though, but I, I think I heard about that. So yeah, I mean, like that that kind of stuff is happening all the time, and people want to look at this Epstein thing as a, an isolated event. I actually, well, I heard they 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 but, put it in movies too, though. There was uh, Paul Walker was in it. I can't I can't think of the name of the movie. It was a while ago, and uh -huh. it was I forget what happened. I forget what the movie's about, but there's there's a part in the movie where his kid or his girlfriend's kid or some, something to do with the kid gets taken into like this dummy house, which is just like a pedophilia room. It was crazy. I couldn't believe I was like, this is fucking dark. And that was a long time ago. So they, so that's they, really interesting that Paul Walker died. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I got to, let me, I'll, I'll try and find, I'll uh, Google it, but I, 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 
I remember seeing that and I was like, what the fuck is this shit? They're putting this in a movie? Like, this is like, they, all the movies are fucked up. Like, Hostel, ho- Hostel is probably what the elites do. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. I did. Yeah. I saw the first one. Uh, all right. Well, the second one, they have like a auditorium and then they have like a glass case with like people in it. And the elites just bet money on having someone come in the room and kill them. And they watch it like it's a show. Yeah. Like it's like shit like that. Like that's really going on. But then people just be like, Oh, it's just a movie. But then you look at Eli Roth. I think that's his name who made those movies. They're all like shady people and Quentin Tarantino. Like they're all oh, like yeah. dark and evil people. Oh, that Steven are Spielberg. I don't know if you heard the story about the girl from uh, Poltergeist, but allegedly Steven Spielberg and his associates, um, you know, sexually abused this girl to the point of death. You know, and essentially they got away with it and nobody talks about it. Nobody cares. I can't remember her name, but if you look into it, it's an extremely disturbing story. Um, But yeah, that's just, I mean, a lot of the elite, man, they're just disgusting, corrupt people. And, you know, when you talk to people about this, they kind of ask the wrong question. They're like, what are the chances that all of these sick, twisted, disgusting people got to that position of power? And it's like, no, you don't get to that position unless you're playing ball. Yeah. exactly you got to play the game and so you, you're asking the wrong question when you say like what are the chances that all those people you know are satan worshipers and stuff it's like no they worship satan that is how they got into that position that i, I mean people people get like they they don't like to talk about like god or anything like that stuff but at the end of the day this shit is just good and evil it's about good and evil you're either right. good and with god or you're evil and you're with the devil as yeah as like you know I'm, i mean i i'm not some like religious crazy joel osteen guy but like <laughs> sure. that's you know that's basically like what it comes down to in my opinion well it does you can, and well you know people they you don't have to you don't have to believe in the devil to accept some of this kind of stuff but you do have to understand that even though you might not believe in the devil the elite do you yeah know? They and they and the elite do believe in God and they mock God all the time, you know, with their movies and their music and, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't be mocking him if they didn't believe in him is what I kind yeah. of think or, or if they're, they're scared of, of they're scared of him or, or they just think that by doing this, the this evil shit that it's going to benefit them and their career. but these people who are at the top of the pyramid that's on the back of your dollar bill. That's how I look at it. The, the eye on the back of the pyramid is who's in control. And then every one below on the pyramid is just lower tiers of power. And then we're at the bottom getting controlled by everything that's above the pyramid. Absolutely, man. That's, that's something that I always try to, uh, describe to people when i'm talking about certain conspiracies like for example nasa right certain lies Mm -hmm. like maybe 
we'll just take the moon landing for example. Not a and, space agency, you mean? Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, people will say, how could how could everyone at NASA be in on it? It's like, no, you don't understand. It doesn't work that way. They're yeah. not in on it. They are a computer. They type away at computers. They're paper pushers. It's a it's a need to know basis. That's exactly. That's the, I hate when people say that shit when they're like, oh, how would uh, how would they be in on it? How would they? Because it's on a need to know basis. Who knows that we're having this podcast right now besides me and you? It's a exactly. need to know basis. Right. And that's well, how everything is in life. And everything's a conspiracy. You have to conspire to, we had to conspire to have this Zoom meeting. Exactly. You know? We couldn't, we didn't just pop up in this, this chat room and start talking. We had to conspire to make a plan, to meet up a time, a date, you know? Absolutely. Well, and I love that post. You probably don't even remember, but you guys made a y'all sh you you shared a tweet of yours or something, but it said, "Look into who actually created the term conspiracy theory." Yes, yeah, I love that. Exactly, the CIA, and they did it to discourage dissent surrounding the JFK assassination. If I'm, yep. if I'm, you know, yeah, yeah, uh, I'm sure it was before that too. But yeah, they that's what really sparked it because people didn't buy that shit because how could you how could oh, you yeah. buy so sketchy that that shit happening and then the guy who shoots him gets shot in court by another person like yeah what the fuck it's like a bad movie you couldn't even you wouldn't even be able to sell that movie to hollywood because to be like this is fucking dumb no it's no one would believe it who would believe this shit Absolutely, man. The the elite, it's it's like mafia stuff, man. It's like they're gangbangers and the and the banks, like it's all it's like gang stuff, you know? I the mean banks, it really is. The banks is what controls pretty much everything. Banks, big pharma, military, um who else? Corporations, all that shit. All yeah. the, that's what is controlling everyone. That's and what those controls are what, the news. That yeah that's what controls everything you know they're at the top of that pyramid you know yeah. and everything works kind of like in a pyramid structure down and yeah, we're at the very down bottom to the bottom yeah yeah there you go yeah man so um i guess we can go ahead and kind of wrap it up by transitioning into the last topic that i wanted to cover which was the wayfair thing i just thought it was really interesting it's something that um just kind of burst into the uh you know collective consciousness of our culture within the past couple of days and uh just wanted to hear what your thoughts were if, if you've even looked into it the wayfair sex trafficking. uh i haven't i kind of did but i just dipped my toes into it because i think it just happened like a couple of days ago yeah or maybe but, just yesterday honestly yeah it might have been yesterday or, or friday no i think it was friday okay yeah and uh yeah i've been just like running around so i haven't really like sat down and gotten that rabbit hole yet but based on what i've been reading it all makes sense it sounds sketchy they're selling cabinets that were a couple hundred dollars for 14 grand you know right. it's and that if the ceo just stepped down today too i mean why is he stepping down with a, a crazy ass speculation of trafficking you know sure well, you know, there were just uh, kind of rabbit trailing off of what you just said. There was like eight CEOs of major corporations that stepped down like a month before the COVID-19 thing happened. Did you hear about that? Like Disney CEO and Time Warner Cable and like all these different 
CEOs just all at this, like within oh, the same. Oh yeah, month. there was there was all uh, insider trading too. Who Trump called honorable people? Yeah, real honorable to fucking inside trade when you know a crazy pandemic's coming, and <laughs> right? they're all they're all uh, the the people who did it were all involved in in backdoor meetings before like the the virus started. Yeah. So they went and sold off millions and dollars of stocks, and nothing happened to them. They, yeah. They acted like it was just a normal transaction of them selling off a bunch of stocks right before a crazy thing would happen where their stocks would get fucked up and they lose money. Yeah. Yeah, they had insider knowledge, man. I mean, it's it's so clear. It's so obvious. And I remember just a couple of weeks into a lot of the, the coronavirus pre-programming, I, you know, I saw that. I saw that going around, that, that it was kind of a meme talking about how all these CEOs – um, step down and I sent it some to some friends of mine who aren't in in tune with uh, the truth culture stuff and they just basically laughed at me you know they were like okay you know here he goes again with his conspiracies but I'm wondering what they're thinking now you know now that we're four months into this insanity they're just most it seems like just most people don't care about anything you know it's like they're dumb they're not dumbed down it's just like they're like zombies like people just walk around like they're sim characters like they just get up do the same thing it's like robotics yeah and it doesn't and they, help they, that they're go ahead they're in like a bubble like they don't want to they only care about themselves for the most part and yeah i don't know i'm not i'm not talking about your friends i'm just saying people in general people right right well, we're so we're so driven by materialism and consumerism and social media and it doesn't help, you know, like you said, people walking around like these video game avatars. It doesn't help when you further remove our humanness from us by removing expression from us, you know, uh, with the face mask thing. It, you know, it's I, I made a meme and I sent it to some of my buddies last night, which is at the top of the meme is this picture of all these elite at a masquerade. And then below them, there's a bunch of regular people with. Uh, surgical masks on and the text that i put on it was that the elite cover their eyes you know and yeah. the slaves cover their mouths i thought that was kind of interesting yeah i mean there the it's all bullshit like no one wants to no one wants to get that it's all bullshit no one wants to they and then if they do they just say oh life's so short what am i going to do about it anyway i mean i I tell them if more people know the better because how how are how are you going to change anything if no one doesn't know about it if only me and you know about something how are we going to if, if only you and me know how to build a house is it going to take longer for you and me to build a house or shorter if we have five other people that know how to build a house absolutely you know yeah yeah, yeah. spot on man I, I thought it was – we'll kind of wrap it up on this point, but I don't know if you know who Eddie Bravo is. Um, yeah. Yeah, so he made a point that I, – I love it. You know, uh, He made a point on another podcast. He said, six months ago, if you had told me that the entire world was going to shut down, that there was going to be no more sports and churches were going to be empty and kids were going to be out of school, you know, he's like, if, if, if you had told me – or if I had told you that six months ago – you would have called me a crazy conspiracy theorist. You know, mm. you would have laughed in my face. 
and here we are you know yeah i mean it's amazing but they it would be only if they heard it on the news which they did you know that's the only way people only accept what they hear on the news they yeah. only let they only let the news shape their opinion and form their opinion i yeah i hate the news we have a song called media blackout that's about i love the it. news it's uh, it's about the news being a fucking joke yeah like we'll never not play that song because <laughs> that it's i mean i i can't stay like my mom watches the news like everyone watches the news and i'm just like how do you watch this like i'll i'll hang out with her and i'll watch i'll be like how are you how is i feel dumb watching this like my brain hurts watching this it's, it's just a bunch of people yelling at each other if they have like a panel on and you can't hear what they're saying because one person's talking over the other person and then the host has to get his two cents in every two seconds and then the segment's over and then it's just nonsense not no news it's just it's just like entertainment now it's not even news it's just like oh this is this is the 24 hour news channel that's never it never has a season finale it just keeps going and going and going and going. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, like I was going to say, it doesn't help that a lot of the conservative Republican baby boomers, they grew up in a time when, um, you know, the news was, was, was Bible, you know, the news was yeah. truth. And they grew up on people like Walter Cronkite, you know, but then on yep. the left, even with younger people, it's considered kind of virtuous to accept what the mainstream narrative says and any alternative media that's just, you know, right wing conspiracy BS. So on both sides of the coin, you have this like this, uh, it's it, this defense of the mainstream media. Yeah, but it, it's, it's also people don't realize that it's the same shit on both sides. If you put on Fox News right now, they're going to be telling you that liberals suck trump's the best if you turn on cnn they're gonna tell you right-wing people suck trump's the worst yeah you know it's no it's just the same shit no matter what what team you're playing for what team you decided to choose and yeah. then no one wants no uh i forget what it, i think I, i'm i'm gonna butcher this but it was it's like the old democratic saying was, I don't agree. I don't agree with, with what you're saying, but I agree to, to the right for you to say it. I, I yeah, definitely defend, butcher that, but it's, yeah, I'll defend, yeah, I'll right defend the it. right to say it. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. Well, and that, that's, that's something we've that's, lost, man. That's the total opposite of what everyone's doing though, including Democrats. And that's their, that was their like party slogan. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Which should be everyone's slogan, not right or left. And exactly. that's how you have that's how you have conversations with people. Like some people are just like, "Oh, I don't want to talk to you. We're just going to argue." No, we're just going to talk and we're going to disagree, and maybe we could get to the can and pick it up instead of just kicking the can down the road. Absolutely. Well, and I don't want to really spend any time on the the Black Lives Matter thing. I mean, maybe on a maybe on a different day we will. But I did think it was really interesting. I, you know, for the first couple of months of this new year, the, the the mainstream media was nothing but this constant stream of coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And then the George Floyd thing happened, and it was like 
the coronavirus just went on pause. You know, everyone just forgot about it for like a month. Yeah. And then finally the Black Lives Matter thing died down and we resumed coronavirus. I mean, it's really incredible. <laughs> yeah, I I noticed that too. It was no one said anything about corona then that happened and people people cared about that for like a month and then stopped protesting and doing shit and then it was back to the same covid shit and that's what they're trying to do because they've been talking about the second wave of this shit coming so they're going to stretch this out until the fall when it starts to get colder and then they could just be like oh now there's a second wave and yeah. shut shut it down again that's what i think is a, um an option at a play they can make absolutely yeah, they've definitely been pre-programming us for a second wave for a while now. And even uh, the past couple of weeks, there's been talks in the mainstream media of the bubonic plague coming back in China <laughs> and the swine flu. And it's like, okay, well, are they just trying to inject more fear porn into the masses or are they trying to program us for more coming pandemics? Like what is going on? They want to. Yeah, they they drip they drip feed shit into your subconscious so you can be like, oh, I know it, 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 it's mind games. Like they they'll do this shit, and then so when it does happen, people will just be like, oh yeah, well they did stay. It could a, a second wave could happen, you know? Yeah, I do. I know people that are just going to gobble it up. They're just going to completely swallow the entire narrative and just accept it and just go along with it, and they'll keep wearing their masks and they'll keep not going out in public and not going to church and not uh having fellowship with their family and friends and they'll just keep like you know just because the news said to do it i really think if the news didn't report on coronavirus at all like let you know let's just say for the benefit of the doubt coronavirus is absolutely real right if the news didn't report on it no one would know about it no one would care i yeah. really think that i really think it just would have been another flu season i stopped watching I was watching it a lot when it was going down because my immune system suppressed from having medical problems. So I sure. was a little nervous about it. So I was watching shit. And then I was just realizing that it's just a fear. Like if you watch it, you start to be like, oh man, you, you get like, you're not at ease. Yeah. You're, you're, you get anxiety. You, you start worrying about shit and that's what, people do and they know that so they that's why they keep putting shit that's why they, they spend the whole every day is oh coronavirus a million cases or whatever cases are at they they just it's like a ticker the ticker keeps going up twitter had it if you went on to the um the discovery page on twitter it would be like oh covid covid cases in every country like it was like yeah. a death toll yeah yeah, well, and uh, just to reiterate again for the listener, um, we don't have an accurate coronavirus test. We don't have an accurate number because so many car accidents and strokes and heart attacks have been – COVID-19 has been attributed to those deaths. So we don't have an accurate number if you're listening to this and you're kind of on the fence about it. Like don't get swept along by the the current narrative. Don't get swept along by what's popular or what's in vogue on social media. Think for yourself. You know, there's more there's more tests happening, too. That's why there's more cases. That's what people don't get before. Right. They didn't have these tests or whatever the cotton swabs, whatever they do. 
that people weren't, te- they, they only had select facilities that were testing them. Now you could walk into a fucking urgent care and get a test and have the results in like an hour. So yeah. now everyone's going because in Jersey, they had one or two places that were only doing it. And it was PNC Bank Art Center, which is like a amphitheater uh, concert venue for like huge tours. Uh-huh. They had uh, like warp tour and shits there. They uh, that's where the testing facility was there, and you could only go uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday, and you had to have symptoms or you get turned away. That was at the beginning of it. So now, like I said, you could go into urgent care and anyone could get it, symptoms or not. So obviously, the cases are going to rise. If someone goes, if these people are just going that are asymptomatic and going and getting a positive test, that's why they're going up. Absolutely. Well, and you and I haven't even talked about the vaccine agenda and Bill Gates and and how evil that huh. man is. But all those people I, that are just lining up for those tests, they'll be lining up for that vaccine as soon as it comes out. You know, Bill Gates is my at my top five people I want to fight. It's, <laughs> right. like, it's like bill gates sean hannity uh <laughs> i don't know probably fucking every every news broadcaster but bill Jeffrey gates epstein, is definitely since he's still alive epstein yeah epstein, <laughs> i don't i don't think he's dead man i mean yeah I don't you, have, either. You, you have all that money you're not gonna you're not gonna just kill yourself right if you he got out of it before there was no way he was going to he it's it's the perfect like bond villain move you Absolutely. you you have a ton of money you pro- he probably he probably had that body made i think that's like a a, a madame tussauds i don't know if you know what that is it's like a wax museum in the city it's pretty famous in new york oh, okay well, we just have ripley's believe it or not Oh, I see. You know what I'm talking about, like <laughs> yeah. wet wax yeah. figures. Sure. Those yeah. some of those things look real. So oh, if you yeah. have billions of dollars, you don't, you can't tell me you can't make one of those that looks like you. Yeah. Well, I mean, have you seen the comparisons of the the body that they brought out? Have you seen the comparisons to Anthony Bourdain? Yeah. The no. Yeah. yeah that 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 one was a little. Uh, that's a little. Too, like, <laughs> it's a little far fetched. That's like it just. It was that's interesting. That's like too tinny. Yeah. That's too tinny for me. <laughs> It was interesting, yeah. but that's like too. That's too tinny for me. Uh, I I think it was either a different body or, like I said, some kind of because because who whoever gets taken out with a body bag unzipped. If you notice that, my friend's oh, yeah. mom told me that it's so simple that I I missed that. It's so it's I those minor like, details. Sh-. Yeah, I was yeah. like, holy shit, you're. You're my friend's mom, who's definitely not thinking how I'm thinking about shit. And yeah. she was like, "Who who gets taken out of a cell in a body bag that's unzipped? It was unzipped when they took the body out. That's what that picture's from. They show the um, the cops or the medics or whoever was taking the the uh, the stretcher out. He was the 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 body bag was unzipped." Yeah. That's not how shit works. Yeah, well, they had to show the public. They had to show everyone with their eyes glued to the TV that 
he did die you know it's it's like the same shit with um fucking osama and like oh yeah we got him we gave him a burial at sea though get the fuck yeah. out of here you <laughs> gave him a burial at sea what do you mean he was like the fucking most wanted terrorist on the planet at the time and you just oh yeah we got him and we dumped him in the middle of the ocean who the right, or, fuck is gonna who the fuck is gonna believe that like or how about the fact that they found supposedly in the the rubble of the world trade center um uh, a passport of one oh, of the, the fire alleged passports i got yeah. one of those too i it's in my dresser i'm gonna light it on fire and see how it fucking see how it works see yeah. how it works yeah it's such bullshit it was like that wasn't some fucking CIA guy who frisbeed a bunch of fucking passports on rubble after that shit happened. Right. And yeah, the, that whole, basically the way that this band started is off nine 11, like nine 11 is like my fucking domain. Like that's, I guess that, like I said, that's kind of what red pilled me was the nine 11 stuff because right. you're, your the whole story is just as far fetched as as everything that el else that's going on, you know, like everything everything that's far fetched is the nine eleven story. Yeah, that from the the Pentagon to the flight ninety three to the towers to fucking building seven to building six to fucking all the shit that that's just was like oh yeah it was a a guy on dialysis in Afghanistan orchestrated this yeah how how i couldn't tell you how to get to afghanistan i wouldn't know what flight to take where i'd probably have to take connecting flights but somehow these guys this guy's living in a cave he had dialysis i don't so he was about to die because you don't last long when you have dialysis yeah he orchestrated an attack that had people who just learned how to fly planes within a year of them doing the attack. And that's what they fed to the world. And in, since it was so crazy at the time, no one was looking. I, I was in high school when it happened. I was a freshman in high school. So I wasn't woke. I wasn't look watching news. You know, I was a fucking little kid going to school. I, yeah. I thought it was them. I was like, fuck the terrorists. Let's go to war. So they got every, you know, they, that's how they conned everyone because who wouldn't want to, if you're, if you, if they're naming you an enemy and they're telling you that they did this, you're going to want to fight them. You know? Yeah. Who wouldn't, if they said it was Canadians, you'd want to go to Canada and attack them. If it was yeah. New Zealand, Australia, anywhere. And then they just tell you, that it was Osama bin Laden and 19 terrorists that fucking took down two of the biggest buildings on the planet and crashed one into the fucking most important building on the planet, the Pentagon. And they got one still image of, and they have one the still image and they went <laughs> to the, uh, um, they went to the shell or whatever gas station it was. That's directly across the street from where, the missile, I think it was a missile or a rocket or some shit, uh, where that happened. And they, they confiscated the video. Yeah. Just like the Epstein shit. Like, they, oh, oh, the video's gone. We deleted it by accident. How? That's tampering with evidence.
Yeah, it's all it's all crazy smoke and mirror stuff, man. It's just like constant uh red herrings and 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 leading people down different thought paths and um just confusion yeah, it's gay, it's, and manipulation. There's gatekeepers. They they'll give you like like I think Rogan's a, a gatekeeper. Oh man, don't even like get he, started on Rogan, man. Like, that guy like, is a shill. Like he'll oh, yeah. he'll talk about shit and he knows about shit. If you watch the one with Alex Jones, Alex Jones even says to him, he's like, "You know more shit about like because he brings stuff up, and then Rogan would be like, "Oh yeah, I know about that," and then he'd be like, "Damn, you know more about this than me," and you act like you don't. Know. He he kind of like called him out. He's like, "You know more about this stuff than me, and you don't really like talk about it." Well, Rogan's he, a sophist, man. He wants to appeal to to rationality. Yeah, he wants to yeah. look like. You know, like conspiracy theorists are just crazy. I'm, I'm way above that. Like, oh, he, the dude really yeah. hates me, man. Yeah, he wants to, he wants to act like an elitist and like how he's, he knows better than people and and you're you're an idiot if you believe in shit. But he used to, he had a fucking show called a conspiracy. I forget what it was called. It was oh, Joe Rogan questions everything. It was a fucking conspiracy show. Well, he he completely did a 180 on his moon landing stance. I mean, yeah, he did a 180, 180 on everything. He used to talk about 9-11 and, and it being Fugazi, and now he's kind of, like, not with that anymore. Like, everything that he was was kind of on board with, he, he changed up, and then he just gives the, oh, well, I got older and I got smarter. Like, I got older, too. I still think 9-11 was an inside job, you know? I, I, right. I thought it was that 10 years ago. I think it's that. 10 years later, you know, I'm, I, and I constantly do. I, I just found out about building six last year. I, I still continue to look up shit. Yeah. I don't know if you know about building six, building six That's was another, me, yeah. another building that wasn't hit by an airplane. There was no office fires, but there's a fucking gigantic hole from the top of the building all the way down. Like someone dropped a ball a wrecking ball through the, the top of the building. Incredible. And that was uh, the El Dorado task force, which was investigating the $2.3 trillion that went missing the day before. And that, and I, I think, <laughs> I think the Pentagon, the part of the Pentagon that got hit was involved with all, all that shit too, the investigations and uh, you, I don't know how old are you. I am twenty six. I'm about to be twenty seven. Oh, so shit, I was so in second young. grade when nine eleven happened. But I do yeah. remember it like it was yesterday, though. You know, I mean, it yeah, it's definitely there in my in my memory stores. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I forget what I was talking about before I asked you your age. Um, El Dorado. Uh, oh yeah. So so they were invested. Two point three trillion dollars went missing. The day before 9-11 happened. And then 9-11 happened. So no one remembered about the $2.3 trillion because that was an epic moment in history. Right. You know? And that was a perfect cover-up. Oh, yeah. It, it's, uh, I mean, there, there's so many. And I'm sure you've seen Loose Change. You know, there's there's so many things about Yeah, I've seen Loose Change. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like uh, part of the conspiracy theorists. <laughs> I don't like to say conspiracy theories like the truth or Bible right there is loose change. Yeah. Um, along with the matrix and, you know, fight club and all yep. those other fantastic movies. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean the, the, the world trade center is even where, 
it was a controlled demolition. They were constructed in the beginning just to be brought down. Yeah. I, I asked, Oh, that's why I wanted to ask your age. Cause I don't know if you remember Enron, the Enron scandal shit. Yes. Okay. So, um, building seven had a lot of shit about Enron in there too. Building seven was like a a soup that they had to bring that down because there's a a ton of shit in there that they would have got fucked over for and, and just to cover shit up. No one talks about Enron anymore after that shit either. Yeah. Oh man. There's, I, I was watching a movie actually not too long ago, like a current movie that made a reference to Enron, a, a really obscure reference, and it was kind of funny, but I can't remember what it was. Um, but anyway, really quick, back to Joe Rogan. You know, you were talking about how like he did the this all of these one eighties on all these different conspiracies, and to me, it just seems so. Um, it, it seems like the epitome of kind of that deal with the devil kind of thing you know like i, I really yeah, think got, the the elite approach people you don't get a half a billion dollars to do a fucking podcast you yeah. know yeah well and, and you know someone approached him and said look if you change your stance on these things and you and you talk about these approved things we will give you everything you want. We will give you the biggest podcast in the world. You will get to do martial arts all the time and hunt and all this kind of stuff that he loves to do. And uh, I, I just think the dude's such a such a sellout and such a shill and such a gatekeeper. And um, yeah, yeah, he's he's a tool too. He's just like a tool. Like oh yeah, uh, like he's a people pleaser. Like every time he has a guest on, he just like people pleases to them like he had um he he uh what's his name john joseph from chromax when he was on I that dude's joseph, vegan yeah, yeah me too that dude's vegan rogan's like a heavy meat guy even with that shit, he was like oh yeah like he'll always trash vegans but even then he was like toned down his him, him like trashing vegans like yeah it's <laughs> like like if 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 i stand for something and i have a guest on my show i'm not gonna change my views or like not tell you how i feel about shit right yeah well i'm I'm a vegan as well i don't know if i told you that but um i uh that's another reason i have such a hard time with joe rogan because like he j- he talks more about veganism than vegans do you know yeah and he just can't say anything i mean he had yeah, the dude I from... I, i've been a vegetarian for, since 2012 i tried very to, cool i try to go vegan like most of the month but then like i'll have cheese once or twice i fucking almost killed someone today because Uh-oh. <laughs> uh after after i went to golf me and my buddy went to grab some food i ordered a buffalo cauliflower burrito and it was so breaded and there was so much sauce on it that i was eating it and, and the first couple of bites taste like because I haven't had chicken in a while, so it, but yeah. I'm not saying that cauliflower tastes like chicken, but it kind of does. Especially, oh, I make cauliflower buffalo wings all the time. I yeah, them, man. yeah, yeah, it kind of has kinda, that texture. Yeah, so I was like, I took a couple of bites, and I was like, this is this is kind of weird. I was like, this it kind of tastes like cauliflower, but it kind of doesn't. It didn't have <laughs> the consistency of it, and then I was like. I looked at it, I pulled a piece out and I cut it and I asked my friend, I was like, yo, is this fucking chicken? And he's like, it kind of looks like chicken. He eats meat. So he's like, he ate it. He goes, yeah, that's not cauliflower. I was ready to fucking stab the guy who took my order. <laughs> yeah. I was, I, he, he knew I was pissed too, because 
I told him I didn't want any cheese in it. So he, he, he obviously, and if you're ordering a, a vegetarian burrito, you obviously are probably not eating meat if you don't want cheese in it either. Right. So he was like, Oh man, I'm so sorry. I saw your face. Like when I told, I was like, yeah, dude. I was like, I'm fucking pissed. Like I told him that straight up, like I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> and he, and he was like, Oh, he came out and he gave like my friend some free drinks and he gave, he, he, comped my bill and he gave me a fucking actual buffalo cauliflower wrap but i was just like so right mad on. and fucking because i like yeah. i said i've been eating meat in almost 10 years well uh i guess we'll go ahead and wrap it up man i, I just again I, I really appreciate um you coming on and doing this with me and i like i said i highly respect you i highly respect your band i, I think you guys got huge balls like being able to like stand up for the things that you guys do and the things that you guys talk about, especially considering a lot of the, uh, the, you know, the politics of hardcore. So keep doing Thanks, what you're man. doing, man. And maybe yeah, we'll get to I mean, meet in person sometime. Yeah. I mean, hopefully we could fucking play shows again. Like I said, I love to play Texas. We got, uh, a record coming out that should have been out a while ago, but yeah. Plug your band. Uh, like uh, where, where can people listen to you? And, and, uh, uh we're on Spotify. We're on Apple Music. I think Tidal. We're on like anything you could listen to music, pretty right much. On. That's our Bandcamp. We have Bandcamp too. I know you guys you have YouTube them. music videos. Uh, yeah. Where I actually might drop a video soon, but the the EP is only one, two, three, four, five songs, and we already have. Want total control was the first single, and what we re-recorded Web Deceit. So I kind of I don't the video we have is for a brand new song. So I don't know if I want to put three songs out, you know, and then only yeah. when someone gets the record, they're only gonna have two songs they didn't hear. I hear you. I but, hear you. Yeah. But yeah, we have a, a music video ready to go for uh, the record's called Illusion of Freedom. That's the video that's gonna come out. Um, we uh we filmed a video for we started filming for another song on the album that's almost done uh in the city i actually went to the city when when the covid shit started so i don't know if you've seen vanilla sky uh uh well there's like a scene where tom cruise is in an empty that's right. times I have square heard of it. yes so we kind of yeah we kind of like paid a little homage to that scene and just Very got some cool. cool shots of like an empty city because you're never going to see that again. Like there was no one in the city and there's always people in the city. Well, I hope you're right, man. I hope you're right that it's, we're never going to see that again. <laughs> I yeah. hope those, the gears of that city are always going to be moving. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah, uh, Illusion of Freedom's coming out on Harm Reduction Records. They, uh, awesome. they haven't put out uh, a record in a while. So Pat, uh, I'm probably butchering his last name. Clearden or Kin Kinderlin? I, 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 I don't know how to pronounce it, but he's in drug church. He's in um, self defense family, okay. and uh, he does Axe the Grind podcast. He's I have listened to that podcast. Out. Yeah, that's yeah. a cool podcast. So that dude Pat, he's awesome. He, uh, he pretty much just took a chance on us and said, "Yeah, I'll do the record." Like kind of as like a one-off because harm reduction isn't really like an active label so okay. this is kind of like a comeback right on. one-off sick, type man. of deal yeah Very but yeah cool. um 
that show that was supposed to come out in the summer, but we're not going to put it out not playing shows because then, you know, like it's just going to be old by the time shows are happening. Yes. So it's so we're gonna crazy, hold. dude, that we live in that reality. You know. It's, yeah. It's incredible. I mean, <laughs> I we I, we could put it out like a bands have been putting shit out, and I'm sure they're doing good because people are, people will support. You know. But right. I just, I I, 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 it's a double-edged sword. Like I don't know what to do. I've been, I, I'm constantly thinking about it. But like I, I just guess holding off is the best option for now. I hear you, man. Uh, but yeah, thanks again for everything, and we'll stay in touch. Um, I appreciate you being so, you know, uh, honest and open. And um, yeah, this is so cool. I'm so glad that we finally got to to talk. So. Yeah, man, anytime. Glad I could help you out. All right, listeners, if you made it this far, thanks again for joining me. If you liked what you heard, be sure to hit that subscribe button and follow me on Instagram at 1980now because that's the only social media I have currently. That's 1980 underscore N-O-W. I'm going to try to stick to a weekly schedule with a new show dropping just about every Friday. So until next time, stay free. <laughs>